0: Bye. Yeah. Hello and welcome to Edgeguard, taking a closer look at Games on the Fringe. My name is Blake. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by my good friend Jordan. Hey there, everybody. Hey there, Jordan.
1: Yeah? Um, yeah,
0: that's all you have to say for yourself?
1: Oh, I, I'm just uh, so busy thinking about the game, I can't wait for you to introduce it so I can talk about it. Uh, what, what, what game is that, Jordan? Uh, it's, well, I, I don't know how this is pronounced, but I think it's pronounced Pokey or pocky I, see, see i thought pocky so this is this game pocky
0: pokey. It's, it's spelled p-o-k-k-i-e which may, would make me think pocky but also the creator is dutch so yep. i'm not sure it's by Timon and tio who you may remember from uh bamboo heart like two weeks ago <laughs> uh but he but he this recently... time just him
1: although i yeah, guess it's just uh, i mean I, he was uh, the i'm not really sure how much help he got on bamboo heart but he was the he was the lead designer for that at least mm-hmm
0: yeah i'm not i'm not quite sure either but this this game uh this is a game jam game he did for uh little mdara 39 which was just a couple weeks ago uh and it looked like fun so i thought we'd give it a try and and basically
1: oh i didn't uh, actually realize it was that uh that recently
0: yeah yeah just a few weeks um but anyway uh basically what the game is is uh it's like a simulated iphone interface and before it starts it Pops up this little thing that says, You're at a party, you're bored. And then it pulls up a little iPhone, and you have a little hand that you control with the mouse, and you can just clip, click on apps and fiddle around with them. Uh, I feel like it's worth basically noting. Basically, with the game in. It's worth
1: noting that while it is an iPhone interface, it is like a drawn in Microsoft Paint iPhone interface.
0: Yeah, it's definitely like uh, kind of. Uh, rough, rougher looking. And I think that's intentional. And yeah, also, it, it, so it looks I, like it does look like it was drawn with a mouse. Yes. And then also <laughs> it has like sort of a, it's sort of animate, like it kind of twidgets around. I don't really know how to describe what mm-hmm. it's doing, but it has like, has sort of a hand drawn style to it that yep. uh, has a lot of movement. That's kind
1: of unique and cool. Yeah. I um, definitely feel like it was um, intended to look cartoony. I mean, that's clearly the, yes, the look that he's going for. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Anyway, so basically, you play around with this little phone interface. There are about here. I took I took a screenshot, so I knew how many apps there are. I think there are like seven. Seven apps. Only like nope. There are seven. Suck it, Jordan. Damn it. Blake wins again. Uh, What do I know? But there are seven apps, and you just kind of play around with them until your battery dies. And then this is this is the most
1: interesting thing I think about this game. What happens when your battery dies, Jordan? you just can't keep playing. Um, and that includes if you, uh, delete the game from your computer and download it again, it, you still cannot play it, which is interesting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So the first time that happened to me at first, I pulled up the game and I was kind of like playing around with it. I think you and I did the same thing the first time we played it, which was to go into one of the apps, uh, is like a game. It's just flappy bird. Yes. Uh, that, that game It was, I guess it's, God, it's been almost four years now. Because I think in this one, it's like, like a big. fish. No, that's uh, what flappy, that's what it was in flappy bird. Oh, was it was like, I never actually played flappy bird. So yeah, I mean the, the version of flappy bird in this game looks very similar, except for it's like drawn in the same hand-drawn style that the whole game is in. Uh, right, right. but other than that, it looks and plays very similar to my limited experience with flappy bird. Hmm. Um, but anyway, um, you and I both kind of, our first thing was to open Flappy Bird and then just play that. Uh, I I didn't actually
1: know that's what you did too. That's funny.
0: Yeah. That's almost the entire time. Uh, I think I opened the camera first and then there's like a weird little selfie. Uh, it's like a selfie of a guy and you can like click it and it'll take a picture and save it to your photos.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, You can't actually move the, the, uh, phone around when you're taking the picture. You can only zoom in and out. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Um,
0: but, but anyway, so I, uh, I just took a picture and then went immediately to trying to beat this, the, the world or the high score for,
1: right. uh, I mean, for Flappy Bird, my like intention. So I opened it up. I was, I kind of got what it was going for. I thought I did. I was like, okay, this is going to be a little bit of a, a phone simulation. It's going to make some, you know, clever like comments about how phones work and how apps work. I'll go through each Mm -hmm. of the apps it has and try to like explore them to their fullest like do mm-hmm. everything that the app has and then move to the next one. Um, and so I spent, I was like, oh, I'll just play until I beat the world record um, in the Flappy Bird game. And then I, uh, I did that and then the phone ran out of batteries. I was like, oh, I, I seem to have made a mistake. Now I can't do any of the other apps. And um, I, I actually had a moment where I was like, well, fuck, am I going to have to like install it on another computer? I can't exactly talk about this game if I've only done like a third of the things it has. At which point I I, interjected. Yeah. I was like, okay, what's the deal? You can't like you playing it. Even if you delete the EXE file, what's going on here? And I guess you can explain what you found.
0: Yeah. So, so my first thing is, um, I did almost the same thing as you, uh, I just played Flappy Bird until the game shut me out, and then I was like, oh, haha, well, I'll have to start it up again to do everything, because I had almost the same instinct as you, which is that it was going to have some sort of, like, explicit commentaries about playing on your phone at a party that was mm-hmm. going to be built into each of the apps, and so they yep. were each going to be like a little vignette of uh, of what you did, which, mm-hmm. first of all, isn't really what the game is for going for, but we'll talk about that once we actually uh, get back, sort yep. of wrap back yep. around. But... Yeah, then the game was just like, yo, your battery's dead. And it, th- I think the my favorite thing is, is it it gives you like the 20 and 10% warning just like a real yeah. iPhone does. <laughs> yes, does. And then it does <laughs> the same thing that if you let your f- iPhone die all, all the way where it does like the little like loading thing and then the screen uh-huh. just goes black. So then I hit escape to go out. And I'm like, oh, I just have to like relaunch it. And then when you relaunch it, it does the same thing an iPhone will do when it has died and you try and turn it back on, which is that it'll just put up the battery thing with like just a little red line. It'll flash for a second and then go black again. And yeah. that's what it does if you relaunch the game. Mm-hmm. And so th- at that point, I was like, shit. Uh, okay, so I delete the game and go re-download it, and then it didn't work.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I was really not expecting that because when you download the game, it's just a straight-up .exe file. Mm-hmm. So I, I was sort of... I naively imagined that if you delete the delete that file there is no trace of the game on your computer so i was like how what how did it know that i had already played through it
0: yeah yeah so so that was that was my first instinct to well actually my first instinct was to look in the directory uh where i had put the executable to see if there was a file there uh that wasn't there before and there was not so i'm like okay it must just be like baked into the executable somehow uh i don't i don't know everything about code there are <laughs> probably ways to do that. Uh, but then I deleted the executable, downloaded it again and it still wouldn't work. So I'm like, okay, we need to do some sleuthing. Mm-hmm. So then I, I mean, I didn't even do anything that sophisticated. I just did like a system wide search for the word Pocky. Uh, yeah. and eventually, uh, it pulled up the exe that was in the folder where I had downloaded it. And then, uh, a, local app data here let's let me i have the actual path written down it's if you're on windows uh we, mm-hmm. we both played windows well it's, it's a windows in, only game but oh is it okay yeah. uh it was in users slash whatever your username is slash app data which is a hidden directory uh but if you're a programmer like me you always have hidden directories turned on because <laughs>
1: uh, i'm bleak are you <laughs> anyway
0: uh, users slash username slash app data slash local slash pocky and then in that mm-hmm. folder uh, there are a few images that the game like the image that is in the selfie camera uh, is there and then yep, yep. a little config file called phone.ini which of course when I saw that I was like aha
1: it, and I it mean seems- it's also worth noting that any pictures you took are in there too mm. um I'm yeah, sure I didn't realize that. that till
0: later. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, also, any drawings you saved, because it has yep. a little drawing app. Yeah, it
0: <laughs> has a little drawing app. But anyway, if you delete phone.ini, then you can uh, restart the game at will. So mm-hmm. I yep. proceeded to restart the game way more times than any normal person would, because not only did I want <laughs> to experience the apps, I also did some experiments and some, some deep diving that I was very curious about. I don't know. Th- oh, this game's yeah. sort of a- like...
1: Yeah, I mean, you you say that like more than anyone should, but in, in a way, I feel like the game sort of like. Maybe this is just our personalities, but I sort of felt like it invited that, like, like it it, was, it played a little prank on you, like ah, you thought you could, keep playing by deleting it, but alas, yeah. I have outplayed you.
0: Yeah, and I actually think that that's ends up more so than uh what I. Th- thought it was going to have to say about like, Oh, people playing on their phones at parties. I think what it ends up having to say the most is like, uh, the dissatisfaction of, um, not being able to explore every Avenue that you want to. Um, Mm
1: -hmm. well, explicitly, I feel like, um, in, in the context of like operating systems, like I, I, the maybe i'm not sure if this is uh an impression you got but like um the the being unable to change a setting in an app like that is a an infuriatingly common experience for me yeah. in using an iphone and it seemed like uh in forcing you to like in making secret changes to your computer to uh i mean not that secret but semi-secret uh changes to uh, your computer to make it so you couldn't keep playing the game. Like that was a little bit of a a dig at the way that like smartphones kind of don't really, a lot of times they kind of choose your settings for you in various ways. The reason I was thinking that is because um, it also had those annoying update uh, like prompts, Uh um, which I feel like is one of the ways that like Apple's especially guilty of this, but kind of like, like forcing you to update, um, Mm. Uh, and it seemed like the the update prompts which as far as i can tell you can't actually do anything with right like it'll say you're not connected to the internet
0: um, yeah yeah that's that was that was a, uh, but that is an interesting point that you had uh that the sort of the, the update a- apple does always seem to want you to be at the uh at the most recent version of iOS which i mm-hmm. mean for me that is what i'm going to do anyway because most of the time when they have a new feature it's something that i want mm-hmm. or uh, but it is true,
1: but it I mean, was kind are, of interesting. Yeah, I, I do feel like there are a lot of, um, a lot of apps that kind of like th- the example that jumps to mind is um, when the Messenger app first became a thing for Facebook. Like, I remember it would like it did not let me just turn off notifications. It was like yeah. every time I opened the app, if notifications were off, a little prompt would come up. It's like, you should turn on notifications. This app is better with notifications. I'm like, I don't want to. Um, yeah. And also
0: that app, like aggressively Facebook, if you would get, if you had the Facebook app and you would get messages, it would not let you look at them on your yes, phone unless you yeah. had the messenger app. Yes.
1: Even though, um, you know, it has the like technical capability to let you do it because before yeah, the app was a thing, that's how it let did it. You do it.
0: Yeah. 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 That's, that's interesting. I hadn't really thought of that aspect of kind of forced or force
1: like interface configuration, I guess maybe
0: something like that. I hadn't really uh, considered that while
1: I was playing the game. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, I I do see, I think that's very related to your, the point you said, which was like a disappointment of being able to not being able to explore every Avenue, um, mm -hmm. which I think is also present here. um, Yes. The game sort of knows like, Oh, uh, I mean, it was sort of like, preemptively prepared for us to like see all the apps and be like, okay, I can systematically go through each one and mm-hmm. try everything out. Like it, it sort of new players would would try that. And it's kind of yeah. like, like satirizing us for that.
0: Absolutely. And I think it sort of made me think, cause there've been a few other games that have been like kind of toying with that idea recently. Uh, I feel like it's there's a compulsory need to have the ability to see everything, even if you don't want to. Because mm-hmm. I feel like in games where there's like a ton of different stuff to see, 90% of players are not going to actually explore everything because it gets tedious. But yeah. the fact that the game would take that away from you... And say, oh no, all this other stuff exists, and you could have looked at it, would you have known? But now that you don't know, mm-hmm. you're never going to see you've, it. You've made and your that choice. feeling, like as a player, you feel like deeply wronged when the game's just like, hey man, <laughs> even if you re download it, it's still not going to work, stupid. <laughs> uh, and I felt like that is something that, that doesn't happen a lot in recent games. I think Undertale did uh, a lot of that. I know you didn't play it a ton, so you probably didn't get to a lot of this. Um, but Undertale, it's, this is like a little top down two person or not two person, uh, two dimensional RPG. Mm. It's kind of like a, uh, it's inspired by like Japanese RPGs from the nineties, but it has like a really distinct sense of humor. Um, Mm -hmm. but anyway,
1: it's a a good game. People. Yeah. but, But,
0: but it does a lot with, because the game has multiple endings and there's basically two very different styles to play the game. Uh, and they drastic they drastically alter like the way the game plays out uh-huh. and the game uh, specifically will notice if you are trying to do both or if you're trying to do one like so completely it will call you out in a way that's like uh-huh. really interesting yeah um austin walker who is now at waypoint but he he reviewed undertale um when he was at giant bomb uh and he he wrote something about it that i thought was was pretty good he said i also felt ready to leave because undertale preached this sort of anti-completionist doctrine that spoke to me if you try some unsavory things just to see what would happen it notices and calls you out to say really were you so determined to know everything that you'd stoop to this it doesn't just do this as a one-off gag but offers an entire story branch dedicated to addressing players determined to check every box on the list So it it kind of, I don't know, that uh, playing this game and the moment I was like the first time the the phone died and I had like that sinking feeling, it reminded me of reading that thing that Austin wrote and being like, oh man, it's just like.
1: "Hmm." Yeah, yeah, that comparison makes sense to me. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't, okay, so I really did not play Undertale as like uh, comprehensively as I could have. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. any like equivalent, like non-replayability thing does it
0: uh well it this is might get a little bit spoiler spoiler if you haven't played undertale but it'll definitely do things like um you can delete your save but it doesn't actually delete the game keeps track of things so if you try and save scum it will specifically be like like you will load up a save scummed save and it'll be like hey man you tried to like back out of this like you can't do that like Uh characters in the game talking to you. And also uh, if you get far enough in, it'll do some things where uh, it'll like make the game crash uh, like intentionally and do some, I don't know, undertale like late, late in the game, Uh like through your second playthrough, does some, crazy stuff this is why i wanted you to play <laughs> like
1: huh, I, I, I know you finished w- Give that game another yeah i was Yeah, um, you finished
0: one playthrough right yeah yeah
1: i did yeah just one. well
0: one playthrough i mean it's it's hard but uh you really do not get everything out of that game because your second playthrough the it acknowledges hmm. that you are playing through it the second time and the characters it's it's weird it, the some of the changes are subtle some of them are less subtle but uh it does some really interesting things yeah, that um, is really interesting. Um, yeah. That
1: vaguely, the way it sort of, like, um, destabilizes or, like, plays with the your expectations about where the game begins and ends, that reminds me of a game I, like, just barely started. I didn't get very really far in it, but it's called One Shot. Um, it's another game that's sort of, like, inspired by JRPGs. Um, and, like, partway through the game, uh, the, the, like, game will close out and a little, like, a... Uh, Windows notification window will pop up that'll say like, um, "You're making good progress, Jordan," or whatever the the user that you're user? logged in okay. as is. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, I, one thing that I was wondering is um, if there are any like, it, I, I think when I like first opened this file, um, Windows gave me a little prompt. It's like Dot .exe files can harm your computer. Are you sure you want to run? Mm-hmm. Um, and i was like yeah 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 i do i do and i've like never um you know like that prompt comes up i think possibly 100% of the time i've seen that prompt it's been something i was sure i wanted to run and it was just annoying mm-hmm. but it was making me think that like you know um this is just some random like game designer i've never heard of you know if he was a if he was a major troll he could like actually have uh some something um Harmful. Harmful or unexpected hidden in this game. And people probably wouldn't think twice until they had they'd installed it.
0: Yeah, and that's actually so something that I had thought as well. Because it, it was like, oh, I had to go into this app data directory to find the changes. Which is a making. hidden like, directory. Yeah, a hidden directory. And it reminded me of something that happened last year, I think, with... Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Street Fighter Five. It was a fighting game on PC where the game on steam, they issued a patch and the patch pushed a rootkit. uh, which if you're not sure what, if you don't know what a rootkit is, uh, that's okay. You're not a programmer. You haven't taken <laughs> operating systems, but basically what it does is it, uh, uses some sort of, um, it basically, you're running an executable file. So you're saying, okay, it can make changes to my computer and it will make changes your, to your computer to give itself root access. Usually, for dubious, you know, to do bad shit. Um, huh. and I forget what the justification was exactly from, uh, the, the developers and publishers of the, of the game. But it was definitely a thing where people were like, Hey, they pushed a patch today. Do not let steam patch your game because it boots or it d- installs a rootkit on your machine and who knows what it could do. And, huh. uh, it ended up, uh, sort of starting the conversation and it's more, Common than you would expect. Sometimes games do it because they need root access for this or that, um, but it's kind of a dangerous thing. To just be like, "Oh yeah, it's fine. You can just do whatever on my computer as long as I get to play the game."
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, a little unsettling. I mean, yeah, I I wouldn't. There's sort of like an unspoken contract between like game designer and well, PC game designer, I guess specifically, because um, most console games don't. I mean, they have much limit, much more like limited uh, access to like the system itself. For yeah, like, the
0: system architecture uh, is a lot more mm-hmm. tightly sealed.
1: Yeah, but um, there's sort of like an unspoken contract between like uh, players and developers. It's like you're you're only allowed to to alter certain things on my computer when I, I'm like, it's like an act of faith to, to download your game. I'm like, I'm trusting you. Don't, yeah. don't mess something up.
0: Yeah. And I think many times, I mean, most games on steam have a end user license agreement. And for yeah, all, you true. know, sometimes if you were to read that contract. thing, yeah, it's an explicit contract, but it might as well be implicit because <laughs> no, no one, one reads is going it. to yeah, read it. <laughs> yeah. And if there's some dubious shit in there, they're going to bury it. Yeah. True. Uh, Very true yeah um but anyway I, so i thought that that sort of whole angle about um taking the taking the power of exploration away from the player was something mm-hmm. cool that that not a lot of games uh do but that s- some games especially in pc are like starting to toy with mm-hmm. a little bit and more it's like
1: such a weird thought that like in an artwork could like Take away your ability to use it. Like, can you imagine Mm -hmm. if a novel like glued itself shut when you're done reading, or something? Yeah. Like a a or before you finish reading, like burst into yeah, right before like halfway through, or a uh, a, like film uh, or something did like the the spy movie thing where it explodes halfway through watching it or something. Like yeah, that's that's pretty much just something that happens in uh, computer art. Yeah, and yeah,
0: that actually. uh, sort of leads nicely into a, another thought that I had, which was sort of m- game's fascination with permadeath. Because in a way, that was permadeath. Yeah, L- almost true. literally. Because your phone mm-hmm. dies, and then it's permanently dead, uh-huh. unless you go and modify some, that's cl- or delete that file. But um, but I mean, uh, very recently, in the last few weeks, uh, did you hear about Hellblade, that game that came out recently, and the controversy surrounding it?
1: Um, I think I saw, like, some tweets about it um yeah so explain the the deal
0: yeah so so basically uh hellblade it's like an action game it's sort of short and it's about uh psychosis um so at the beginning of the game they say if your character dies then this uh you know it's some dark force that's overtaking her body uh will will get the grip around her will become tighter. And if you die too many times, uh, your progress will be forfeit. So basically Mm -hmm. they're saying don't die too much, uh, or you, your save file will be deleted. Mm -hmm. And, uh, there's a physical or a visual representation of the amount of corruption that your character has undergone in the game. There's this sort of like black stuff that sort of creeps up her arm. Um, and at first, when the first game first came out, people were pissed uh, about the idea that uh, their save file would be deleted if they died too many times. Mm-hmm. Um, so some reviewers that reviewed the game, some journalists were saying, no, it's really good because it really makes your deaths feel, uh, feel like you. Yeah, threatening. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, but then it came to light shortly thereafter. Um, some website did some experiments Where they just died over and over again, and found the claims to be uh, bullshit. (laughs) They uh, they do not delete your save. The they uh, just intentionally died like over fifty times, and at a certain point, the sort of corruption just stops moving up, and it'll they it they found it to never delete your save. Uh, They said unless it was like yeah. So so then (sighs) it became this kind of discussion about well. Knowing th- or thinking that your save would be deleted made the game so much more tense. Mm-hmm. So now that you know that it's not going to delete your save, is the game worse off for it?
1: Yeah, that's a weird idea. I mean, yeah, probably like I mean if the if the reason they they pretended to have that manic that mechanic was to like give it a like a r- real feeling of like threat and dread. Mm-hmm. When when you're playing it, um, it does seem like that would be at least partially lost, uh mm-hmm. by knowing that it's an empty threat. Like
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think honestly, I think probably they had it in there and then at some point along the line, I don't know if it was the publisher or someone from the developers, like, if this happens to people, they will absolutely be pissed and mm-hmm. they will burn down our steam page they will (laughs) (laughs) they will burn our steam reviews to the ground um that's true but it it makes me kind of sad because like that's a cool design thing Uh and it's something that they're not the first people to think about it uh i know it's like kind of I, I actually couldn't find this interview, but there's a interview that I've heard referenced many times in the game sphere with, uh, Hideo Kojima, who, uh, is kind of the, the brain behind the metal gear solid franchise mm-hmm. yep, yep. who was saying he wanted to make a game where if you die, the, the disc burns up in the disc drive and you <laughs> have to go buy a new copy if you want to play it anymore. <laughs> uh, oh, which is obviously ridiculous, think.
1: yeah. but,
0: like, but the yeah. idea is, uh, is, you know, kind of kind of valid this idea of, of permadeath that not a lot of mm-hmm. games get to express and so Pocky being like a, a weird little phone simulation mm-hmm. satirical game to be the game that like kind of made that work
1: yeah that's, that's true I wonder if it would be more I mean I was a little disappointed when the the phone died um, mm-hmm. I wonder if I would have been like how it would have felt if there were like two or three times as many apps, like there was just more content Yeah. and, and my phone died. Um, would it make it like more infuriating? Like, look at all this stuff. I didn't get to See,
0: see, see for me, since I had spent that first attempt, just basically only playing the Flappy Bird game. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I was like, fuck. Cause I didn't go to the music and yeah. I didn't, I mean, <laughs> oh, I didn't even I like really
1: opened everyone. Oh, see, once. I didn't, I just, didn't, I just Oh really?
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I just started with oh, Flappy Bird funny. and then just get going. So I was just like, "Shit!" Um,
1: yeah, and actually, now that I think about it, my my like response wasn't one of like uh, anger at the game so much as like almost guilt or shame. I was like, Man, "Yeah, why did I waste all my time?" I wonder. You know, it's funny that the the game that we or the app that we wasted our time on was the Flappy Bird app because yeah. like if it's a game about <laughs> being bored at a party and how kind of Kind of silly and pointless. It is just be wasting your time on your phone. Yeah, it, it sort of like lured us into wasting Absolutely. our time playing Flappy Bird. Yes. Yeah, that's funny.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I thought I thought the same thing. Just like because if if I was bored at a party, I would pull out a game. Uh, I might pull mm-hmm. up Twitter. Uh, which I sure. was kind of sad there wasn't a Twitter thing. Um, but I I kind of wanted to touch on another cool aspect of this game, uh, which is persistence
1: yes which um i mean seems related because like the the battery mechanic is kind of persistent but Mm -hmm. also persistence in the sense of i assume you're talking about the messaging app right yeah the messaging yes go okay well so the 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 short version of the messaging app is that uh any message you um well it's it you open it up and it looks like a a text interface and the person that you're texting. And so the only person you can text is named world parentheses group. Mm -hmm. And, um, any message you send, will just go into this huge log of previous text messages. Um, all of which are from other people who have played the game. Yeah. So I think
0: uh, I'm part of the, I'm a little upset because I feel like I sort of spoiled that for you. Um, because i didn't know that at first Mm -hmm. i just sort of went in there
1: it was interesting though
0: (laughs) yeah yeah um (laughs) but i i went in there and of course my first instinct was to read uh, go like keep scrolling the logs up and up and up until i got to the very beginning and uh what they looked like at first to me was, was it was basically just a lot of people being like hey hi it works shit fuck you know, yes. all, all manner of, uh, unpleasant language. Yeah. Um, so what it, to Internet me, comment section to me, what it looked like was a programmer, uh, testing their code to see if it works and then slowly getting more frustrated that it wasn't working. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah. And I thought he just like left that in, um, <laughs> while he was like testing it. Uh, and then I kind of like went to the bottom and like typed a little message in. And then at some point, it was, I think it was the first time or the second time I played after I had deleted that file and I opened the messaging again and I saw my own message that I was like, wait a second, do these mm. like save? And then yep. I pulled out my laptop and downloaded the game. And sure enough, Oh, that's how you test it. my I message test it. was there. And so at that point I wrote a message saying, uh, the chat log saves. Hello, Jordan. <laughs>
1: other way around but yes
0: oh is that what it is okay yeah
1: (laughs) um Um, yeah that was that was fun to be like scrolling through those messages and i just saw my own name i was like wait what (laughs) um but that was that was the that was an interesting surprise um i how does it how does it do that where is like
0: just saves it to a server somewhere hmm. there's probably just a uh, like an XML file on a server. Uh, it, It's probably just oh. whatever. It's probably AWS. It's probably whatever he uses to host his personal website.
1: Ooh. Um, now here's a test, and maybe you ran this, but is the yeah. chat log update when you download it from his Itch.io page? Or if I were to... uh, You know
0: what, Jordan? We could test that right now if you we want. Could.
1: <laughs> like, if I were to, I don't know, like, save it,
0: Oh, Almost. damn it. It's really frustrating to type. When Here, you I just
1: had type... one. Did you see test?
0: Oh, it just popped up like right as you said it.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: There you go. So it does work across. Huh. That's pretty so it neat. it also
1: kind of sort of functions as a phone, like actually. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, that's I don't know. I feel like this game, it could have just been very s- simple and it is mostly pretty simple but uh some of those little little touches i felt were like really cool little uh little details that uh didn't have to put into the game but that make it feel a little bit more well realized especially because probably most players aren't like you and i and they would probably just like see that the battery died actually on the itchio page there's like a guy who commented that like my battery died and now i can't play the game what was the meaning
1: of this (laughs) yes (laughs) i read that um <laughs> and i love the time and like responded and he was like it's it's, it's, satire, it's satirical dude. come on That's, that is yeah. the whole point yeah um uh just to go back off that thought you had where um you said something the effect uh there's just a lot of stuff in here that really time didn't have to put in here but um mm-hmm. it just makes it a little more interesting um that is something that I really enjoy about the game. And I also think that it's sort of, uh, that's, that's something interesting. The game sort of says about games in general, um, which is that like, um, video games are like one, one of the few forms when like you, when you start like interacting with it, you don't actually know how it works, what exactly it is that you are using. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so it was just interesting that the game like made explicit use of that. that like, yeah. There's there's no like read me. So uh, the only way we were going to figure out that uh, the chat logs update um, update live was by testing it like that. The only way we were going to figure out that um, the the world record on the little Flappy Bird updates uh, based on anyone who plays it is by like just testing it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 cool stuff. Um, well, but on that note, I think we've we've probably. Uh, said everything we have to say about Pocky. so how about we how mm-hmm. about you tell the people mm-hmm. about uh what game we're gonna be playing next week?
1: uh that's right. um next week we're gonna be playing a game called Subsurface Circular, which is a sort of like um mostly text based but not entirely um text based uh, kind of investigation game. It seems like I haven't actually played it yet um but it looks really interesting. uh it's available on Steam. For I think six dollars. Um, so if you want to play it in advance for our next episode, you can you can get it there. But it should be it should be good. Uh, and in
0: addition, uh, I I've made a, a Twitter account for for us. Uh, it's Ooh. at EdgeGuardCast. Um, mm-hmm. And if you go there, I'll be tweeting out links every week. This is the first episode that we're actually like saying during the episode what we're playing next week. Mm-hmm. But um, for the uh, upcoming episodes I'll be, I'll be tweeting out links to where you can play them and the creators and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, uh, based on our, our first few episodes that are out there, it seems like people are, want to be playing along. So, so Mm -hmm. we'd really love for you guys to, to do that.
1: And the other fun thing that is, um, fun thing about the Twitter, uh, is since most of these like creators are, um, you know, not particularly famous, uh, they're kind of, uh, Super indie, low budget uh, creators. We've actually like had some like short discussions with actual creators of these games uh, on Twitter. So yeah, so interesting.
0: Yeah, you should definitely. uh, I mean, I know it's kind of like shilly, but you should you should follow the uh, (laughs) the account because yeah. uh, With specifically the creators of Trees, both of them reached out, and uh, uh, one of them, Julian Cordero, sort of directed us to some blog posts about how they had been very meticulously discussing design decisions about the game week to week Mm -hmm, uh and so it was really interesting to like go back and read those and kind of have a little short back and forth with him about about that so it's it's definitely a, a good follow but uh on that note i think we're going to say goodbye to the people for this week
1: uh yeah uh we will talk to you next week with subsurface circuit